Father Jonathan, how you doing? Father David, I'm all right. How are you? Oh my gosh. I still, I, I love that. I love that. But I still <laughs> like do a double take. I still do a double take. Do people call you Father David? Well, not really, because I, well, my friend, my friends, you know that. Okay, so as you know, I was ordained in the U.S. and then I like quickly hightailed it to Europe to make sure that I did, right. got into the European Union as soon as I could. Um, so yeah, I didn't really have a lot of time to do pastoral ministry in the U.S. But the guys that I lived with, many of them called me father. A lot of my friends at the ordinations did, uh, and that's great, you know. And I'm never going to be one of those guys who corrects anybody. So like, you call yeah. me whatever you need to call me, you know. Um, but here, I haven't. I've only just been at home, you know, so yeah, sure. uh, the the guys here will kind of like ironically, you know, call me father just because, <laughs> you know, and we yeah. kind of do that sometimes. It's like, you know, hey, father. Um, uh, but no. So when I get involved in ministry, I'm sure if COVID will let me get involved in ministry eventually. Sure. Um, what is the sit- what is the custom in class? Like when you've got priests in class, what did you do last year? So that's a, were they, actually, were they just first name? Yeah, so culturally, uh, I found I have found at least classes I've taken in in Spain and classes that I've taken in Latin America. Uh, culturally, for some reason, teachers are always just first name. Uh, mm. So whereas in the U.S. we're very formal, it's never you call your professor John. It's always yeah. you know Mister Smith or Father Harmon. Uh, in Latin America and in Spain, it's always just first name. So like I had a professor huh. last year whose name is Jose or or Edward, you know, and I would just call them that. Um, even if they're priests. So it's kind of an interesting thing. I imagine this year it'll probably be similar. Um, but it's kind of a, t- a touchy thing. It can become kind of a sensitive topic for people of different cultures. You know, like it was hard for me to call, you know, my professors by their first name or call priests by their first names, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't have to get into that. That's all. That's a different podcast. <laughs> sure. Sure. For sure. Uh-huh. Cool. 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 Yeah, well, man. So um, today, as we're recording, did you get a we're chance to, re- to preach? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, since we're recording these on Sundays now, uh, my homily for today was pretty fresh. I did get to preach here in Spain in the house. Uh, I put it up on YouTube and nice. recorded recorded it in English, uh, which has been nice to finally find a rhythm where I can do some English because most of my homilies last mm-hmm. year were all in Spanish. But yeah, right. I got to preach um, and it wasn't one of my favorites of what I've done. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I, I felt a little bit like it was, I was kind of forcing myself to find something clever and it's just that typical trap of preaching of like i want to be relevant how smart i I am yeah look how clever i am look how smart i am look how unique i am look how insightful i am and i after a while i just find myself as i'm giving it kind of bored with what i'm saying Um, yeah yeah i've had that experience where i'm writing something and i'm like "Ooh, that's good oh i love that and then i get up to preach and i was like i am so bored with this nobody cares (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um, yeah, so I wasn't too happy with it, but I think the message is fine. I mean, like I, I spoke, a, it was the, the get behind me, Satan. And so yeah. I, I focus a lot on, I, I had three points, which is always a telltale sign that I was kind of not on my game. I had three <laughs> points. The first one and the second one were kind of inconsequential. Um, but the, the main point was, uh, now if I can even try to remember, oh, uh, the main point was I focus a lot on the, uh, if you gain the whole world you know, and lose your soul, what does it profit yeah. you? So I kind of right. started railing a little bit against prosperity gospel um, mm-hmm. on how as Christians, we're not called to be profitable. Um, we're just sure. called to follow Christ. And so many of us focus a lot on profit and getting gaining profit. Or if we see ourselves as being very prosperous because God has blessed us with much, 
Jesus says, you are, <laughs> you know, what does it profit you to gain so much? Uh, the invitation is to give much. So mm-hmm. I started, I started preaching a little bit on that, on being Christians is about giving everything to the limit, which is what Jesus does on the cross. Uh, right. And so I titled the homily when I posted it, um, uh, what is it? To give, give much to get and get nothing back, basically. Mm. Um, to give and not to count the cost. Yeah, so something like that. I try to avoid saying that phrase, but it was effectively <laughs> what I was preaching on, is that to be a Christian is to give without counting the cost. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good message. How about uh, you? I did not, I did not preach. Um, as you know, we're doing the school here has um, weekday masses plus Sunday, and there are, um, f- what is it, Four, three of us that are working at the school full-time, and four five of us, four of us that are on kind of the, or five, no, five that are on the calendar for daily masses. So it's really mm-hmm. only once a week. Okay. That, or not once a week, once a, once a month that I can get a Sunday mass in. Okay. Yeah. So wait, on those days, do you, on the days that you don't, do you say a private mass? Sometimes. Um, I don't want to get too controversial here, but some of the guys don't mind concelebration. So sometimes I'll do that. Sure, uh-huh. sure. Yeah. So here's so I mean I I would I would want to exhort you to maybe consider like even if you don't preside at mass maybe like could you record like informally in your room just just audio like I would love to hear some of your homilies. I don't think I've heard any since we've started doing this. So I I think it would be nice to if you get a chance maybe to do some recording of something even if it's just audio. Well, you should tune into the Straight Jesuit YouTube channel and watch me. <laughs> do you do you put Except your last Friday? Except last oh, Friday, the, the I did not do it right. I forgot to. I hit the audio. We have this odd button in the sacristy that turns on the entire sound system, and I didn't do it right. So okay, that was an audio less mass. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> it, it was uh, yes, it was a mass in the in the soft tone, <laughs> in the subtle, in the subtle voice. Subtle voice. Um, but yeah, no, so I mean, I, I would encourage you. I think you know, a lot of our listeners would probably want to hear your homilies as well, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Think about it. Think about it. Even if well, it's, it's just something a recording that, of audio. Yeah. Even, I mean, one of the things that I'm hoping that soon, I mean, we are in session for class, so getting getting more of a routine schedule going, I think, will help facilitate that. So, yeah, good, that's on good. that's on the, the list of things to do, for sure. Great, man. Um, yeah, I've started, I started my homily, my homily channel, uh, on YouTube with just audio. And recently I've started doing video and and I think it's better, um, generally, but if in a pinch, I can't do that. I'll just do audio. Um, yeah. Anyway, how about this upcoming week? I, so I was (laughs) looking at the readings and I'm not really sure what to talk to you about. Yeah. They're a bit out there. I mean, I don't want to just sit here and go through all the readings, but I will say some, some of the things that stood out, maybe we can start there. You know, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I, I was caught by our gospel reading when Jesus says to the disciples, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Because we just had that. And I'm thinking, wait a second, we just had this. And when I went back to look it up, uh, I was really struck by we did just have it a couple of chapters before, and I think in Matthew chapter 16, where Jesus is speaking directly to Peter. This was when he changed his name yes. uh, and gave him the keys to the kingdom and told him this. And now Jesus is speaking to the disciples. Mm. 
um, and giving this, giving them this authority. So there is something interesting, you know, about sacramentality, how it, it goes from kind of the, how it brent, like apostolic authority kind of branches out from, from the leader to, to those that they appoint. Um, there's some neat things there that it's not just, yeah. uh, it's not just on Jesus and it's not just on, it is just on Jesus. Okay. Uh, but he gives that authority to Peter and then to the disciples. Right, right. And That's kind of neat. In, yeah. And in John's gospel, the same phrase is repeated when he breathes on them, the Holy Spirit. Right. So it's given it right, right, right. again as a statement to the apostles. Um, I, I got to say, so like there's this gospel, uh, maybe it's just kind of as I'm sitting here reading it, I'm not really feeling inspired, but of course there's plenty of fruit here to be mined. I just don't, yeah. nothing immediately yeah. stands out to me. Um, yeah. I'm not picking up a, like a, a, a through theme that I would, yeah, so, that I could kind of pick up and hone in on. Okay. So I, what I was going to say, actually, now that we're talking a little bit about it, something is percolating. I, I was going to point out that like there, this whole thing begins with this gospel. If your brother sins against you, uh-huh. and then it goes into the whole thing about binding and loosing. So there yeah. could be a catechetical tone here about the sacrament of, of confession, which generally I I don't tend to preach catechetically in that way of like let me talk to you about this sacrament. Um, mostly because the people that I preach to are either priests themselves or um, <laughs> right. you know or smaller communities that you know, are very faithful, but are just very simple people. I don't know. So it's just not often my my tack. Now, I was going to say that I probably wouldn't focus on that then until just now I read the Alleluia verse <laughs> and, and God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. <laughs> reconciliation it's like, yeah. wait a minute. I think yeah. maybe the through theme here is reconciliation. Mm, reconciliation. <laughs> well, that's certainly, yeah, as you say that, St. Paul makes a whole lot more sense when he's talking about the what is it? The fulfillment, the, uh, uh, yeah, love is the fulfillment of the law. Like mm-hmm, if we're, mm-hmm. if we're just using the law to beat each other over the head, which is exactly what we're seeing in our public discourse, uh, these days, especially, you know, it's mm-hmm. an election year. So we're just kind of throwing around the law as a weapon. Right. And St. Paul is giving us the exact, uh, the exact opposite idea that love is the fulfillment of the law. That if this mm-hmm. is not something that causes us, uh, to love our neighbor as ourselves, then we are doing it wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And everything that the gospel is about is about reconciling between people who have wronged each other, you know? And so, um, you know, tell your faults between those you have faulted. And if they don't listen, then go to your brothers and everything. And there's a great ecclesial thing that's happening here that the church herself can legislate forgiveness and reconciliation. And so it's a really beautiful injunction here that in a world like you're saying in such trying times where there's clear divisions and a lack of reconciliation the precise mission of the church is to be one of reconciling so like reconciliation is the name of the game like that's what we do we're reconcilers um right that could be a whole homily there just because even within the church we are terrible not just in the sacrament of reconciliation we do that but actually many don't do that but (laughs) even beyond just the sacrament like how much of the church herself needs to be reconciled to herself? <laughs> like there's right, right, you know. So there's something yeah, there you know, to, to preach on. It's fascinating. The other day, uh, what was it? Oh, yesterday, uh, <laughs> Saturday. Um, I was on Twitter, and one of my favorite YouTubers. He's got millions and millions of subscribers on YouTube, um, and a pretty hefty Twitter following. He posted. He all he did was say, "Forgive them." He didn't hmm. do an explanation. He didn't 
uh, say who we were talking about. Oh, wow. And the comments are fascinating. I'll tell you who he is after this so you can go back and look. But the comments are fascinating because people are, they read into it, you know, what they, what they want and they're, they're applying it to whomever they either want to forgive or, or really don't want to forgive. Like, how dare you say this? People are, are evil. People are doing these terrible things. How could we possibly, like, there's so much, uh, not even variety, just like, Vitriol. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's such a fascinating thing. And such a simple statement. Forgive them, you know? Similar mm. to what Jesus said on the cross. Right. Forgive right. them. Forgive them. Like what does that actually mean if we to truly mean that, right? Because we I think we often do want to just forgive those that forgive us back. This is this is Romans chapter what? Uh no, this is the right after the Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel of Luke. Like, what profit is is it for you to um, to forgive those that are going to forgive you back, or to love those right. that love you back? No, we're right. we're called to something greater: to love those that hate us. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I got I can no. I can rant on that for no I, <laughs> for a long, I love but that's it. not our gospel. So no, no, but that's good. I mean, that's effectively what reconciliation is, right? Is all the forgiveness of those who have wronged us, even if it is something that yeah scandalizes the world you know to yeah. say that i forgive you um i love what you were saying though about this this tweet though that it was completely lacking context and it was just for, forgive yeah. them and that forgive them and that causes Period. tremendous <laughs> yeah no totally totally um here's here's just another thing to throw here for for this week's readings uh the first reading in ezekiel is interesting so uh yeah, god I was says ask you about that <laughs> god says if i tell the wicked you shall die, and you, prophet, do uh, do not speak out to dissuade the wicked wicked from his ways. Then he will die, and I'll hold you responsible. Mm. <laughs> so mm. I thought that yeah. was really striking. That uh, yeah. what do you make of that? Well, I am my brother's keeper. Is I think what that means is mm. that the wicked one is responsible for his guilt, but I'm responsible for his death if I don't. If I don't preach to him conversion, you know, yeah, so the sacrament yeah. of reconciliation is a clear expression of the call to conversion. Uh, but you as a prophet, you as a preacher, you as a priest, you as a Christian have a responsibility. If you are sent by God to do so, to well, to preach to those who need to find uh, healing and forgiveness. And if not, then you're responsible. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think there's something really powerful there is that like, it kind of uh, rhymes a little bit with what Jesus says to Peter about forgiveness. Like, how many times do we need to forgive? It's like, well, 77 times. It's like, you have to go in overabundance of forgiveness. Right. Uh, All and show of, of forgiveness. Yeah, and show of mercy. And that's on you, you know? So it's not enough to just demand people be reconciled to each other. It's like, it begins with me. Um, I need to be one to go out to that person who is a wicked person and try to dissuade him for, from his wicked way. In other words, find forgiveness, peace, yeah. reconciliation with my enemy like that's i don't know that's the call of of the yeah. disciple you know and it's really interesting i don't know that this is something that i would preach on it could get a little too heady perhaps uh but look at what ezekiel is talking about right he says but if you warn the wicked trying to turn him from his, his way and he refuses to turn from his way uh then he shall die for his guilt and you shall save yourself okay it seems like he's saying it's not just and i think this is the way that people perhaps could read this, you know, that, oh, if I, if I'm not taught the right thing, then, and you know, this is one of my things, then he'll accidentally find himself 
damned for all oh, time. Sure, sure. Like I, I, and that I think that is where a lot of um, scrupulosity comes from. That that we're afraid that we might accidentally do the wrong thing. But that's not what Ezekiel is talking about. To refuse, like you're actively turning your back on what has been told to you. That's a very right. different thing. That's an active uh, mm-hmm. uh, thing that is that is leading us to death. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but but just as a correction, briefly, or just as a counterpoint, even in the other case, there's two cases here. One is the prophet speaks, and the other one, the prophet doesn't. In both cases, right. the wicked man shall die. Right. So, and regardless, the wicked man. I don't know. I mean, your whole thing about being surprised by damnation. I mean, the wicked man is still going to die, even if he wasn't told otherwise. Well, well, like, at least according uh, to this reading, you know. So, like, yeah. I th- in other in other words, what I'm trying to f- point out is that the the focal point here is not the wicked man; it's the prophet. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you What are you thinking about? No, I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's the that that becomes the focus. The the prophet. Yeah, uh, the the prophet. Hmm. The prophet is. I need to chew on that a little bit. Yeah, the prophet has a responsibility to preach. The wicked man obviously has a responsibility as a son or daughter of God to be not wicked. Uh, but yeah. the like the onus here is on the prophet, and I think that that's an important piece here. Is that right? Right. We are ministers of reconciliation, and I think that this is. I mean, if I wanted to like stand on this soapbox, it's like it's one thing to preach uh, truth and virtue and goodness. It's another one to like leave the ambo and then be the first in line to confess your sins. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm going to go ask for forgiveness too. And then I'll stay in that confessional and cry with you and forgive you. Like there's something about that kind of witness as a disciple where you can preach this kind of re- like call for reconciliation, but also model it in a desire to, you know, to reconcile yourself to the church too, you know? Um, it's not just this high demand. It's also this, this is what we all as members strive for is to be reconciled back to one another. Right, 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 right. And if you don't, if you're not active in that, and um, I guess this is kind of what Jesus is talking about when he says things like, you know, people say, Lord, Lord, but that's not good enough just to say mm-hmm. the right thing. Like if you're not actually giving yourself, then then yeah, mm-hmm. you you will be held responsible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. no, that's good. I mean, I think in the end, I mean, if I were to start summarizing where I think I may go is to preach on reconciliation. Um, but like, I guess I, I wouldn't want to water it down too much to just yeah. be about like, I would also maybe want to preach about the sacrament, like the importance of going sure, to confession, sure, sure. you know? So so considering this conversation that we've been having about Ezekiel, how how do you read the psalm response? If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Whose heart are we talking about? The wicked man. The wicked, or could it even possibly Ooh, be yeah, the, prophet? the prophet? Yeah, yeah. So as as you are, and we I are hardening both... our hearts to the wicked. Yeah. Oh, and dude, refusing that's good. to go to preach to them. That's good. Yeah, I like that because you and I are prophets that are called to preach to mm-hmm. the wicked, and yeah. we need to hear that call to do that preaching, so we shouldn't harden our hearts. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah, the onus, this is a good set of readings for a preacher. It's like you have a responsibility mm. to preach against wickedness, um, but also you have a responsibility to seek reconciliation. So don't just be demanding yeah. on the wicked man. Uh, yeah. work for reconciliation. This isn't about condemnation. Right, 
It's about reconciliation. We don't just yeah, we don't just point out how evil people are. Yeah. And say how yeah. great your how great these other people are for not being the the evil ones, right? Right. That's, uh, right. <laughs> that's the prophet uh, or the the tax collector and the and the Pharisee. Yes. Thank yes. God I'm not like this guy. <laughs> right, right. And well, the um, the uh <laughs> maybe my final thought would be the the first line of Romans, precisely what you were saying. It's not condemnation. Instead, it's brothers and sisters owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Boom. Boom. For the, for the one who loves has fulfilled the law. Yep. I like it. I like it. There's something there after all. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, buddy. Any parting thought from you? Uh, no, that's it. Go pray. That's it. Struggle. All right, dude. Sounds good, man. Till next time. See ya. Peace. Hey.